I just had coffee. It is Wednesday, 10 a.m. in the morning, recording this podcast. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you guys, World Chocolate Masters just happened this past weekend. I want to talk a little bit about that and competition and competing in chocolate. Ooh. Welcome to the I Heart Chocolate Podcast, a space where chasing dreams and indulging in chocolate is celebrated, where it's okay to walk the abnormal path, break tradition, and pursue your own true happiness. A space where you can gain encouragement, inspiration, and confidence to go out there and become the best chocolatier you possibly can be. I'm your host, Tina Codinha, and I know what it is to be chocolate crazy. Like you truly feel called to do this, as if a light suddenly went on and all arrows point to chocolate. I've had the honor of working under some of the best chocolatiers in the industry, and all the while have dedicated my free time toward bettering my craft at home. I'm a wife, a mother, founder of Codinia Chocolate and Codinia Chocolate Mentorship, which I proudly run with my amazing, talented husband, Bruno. Chocolate is so much in my blood, I couldn't live without it. It's been the wildest journey thus far, and my hope is that this inspires you to keep on keeping on and believe that you can do this too, because the truth is, yes, you can. You really, truly can. So consider me your new chocolate friend, constantly cheering you on because I'm right there with you. And let's dive in. Hello, hello. Happy Friday, Chocolatiers. Welcome to another episode of the I Heart Chocolate Podcast. Did you all watch the World Chocolate Masters last weekend? Yes, yes, yes. Whew. Anyways, I just wanted to talk briefly about that. Um, and briefly about what it means to compete in chocolate, what it means to compete as a competitor yourself. I personally don't have experience in that, but Bruno does, and Bruno has trained with the previous uh, American chocolate master, Florent Chavot, and who got third the last time around. So, and I've seen many chocolate competitions, I've seen pastry competitions here in the US, so I'm kind of familiar with what goes into it based on colleagues who have shared some wisdom on it. But anyways, World Chocolate Masters, if you do not know, is the largest chocolate competition in the world. It's this huge thing where you have to first win nationally from your country to be named the Chocolate Master. You usually compete against different people. There's usually a showpiece involved, a dessert, a bonbon, maybe something else. Um, and then you get judged from the local Cocoa Berry in your uh in your nation because that was the sponsor of the world chocolate masters and then from there you have what is it like a year almost two years to prepare for the world stage which was held in paris so of course as spectators you know in the time difference bruno and i caught as much of it as we could here and there and naturally the first thing of course was the showpiece right hashtag wow where each competitor had to build like a window shop of what their vision was for tomorrow. That was the theme of the competition tomorrow. And so it's just very interesting whenever you see different people's perspectives on what they envision tomorrow to look like. There's a lot of greenery. There's a lot of focus on the ocean. There's a lot of focus on kind of like robotics, uh, artificial intelligence, technology type of feel. Um, There's this emphasis on sustainability and how how we're going to continue on into the future and what i liked about this competition was and i'm not sure if because i didn't watch the entirety of the last one but they 
the you know they're trying to make it as relevant to what's going on and what they feel is going to be happening for the future so pushing the boundaries of chocolatier's creativity right so for the first time they could use a mechanical element not just chocolate in the shop window and that's what the gentleman from belgium did pardon me i'm not naming names because i didn't memorize everyone's names but that's what the competitor from belgium did and he had a whale that was literally like swimming around or like moving mechanically in his in his display i thought that was really nice uh spain took away the people's choice award had a humongous elephant that just like took the whole freaking window and when you just see it like you don't even feel like you're in the window you just feel like this ginormous elephant is looking at you that's the impression i got and the way that it was detailed like half natural elephant half like this robotic animatronic type looking elephant was really really badass i really enjoyed that the guy from U.S., Kristoff, actually used to work with him years ago. He did a really lovely piece as well with his manta ray that was uh, half, again, robotic, who was cleaning up the ocean. Uh, people did, it was the first time, if I'm not mistaken, that someone sculpted a boy. Because so many people, when they sculpt a figure, they do the, they do a girl, they do a woman. And I feel like, I mean, I'm not trying to like, I'm not going to talk whatever on anyone because amazing to every single competitor who made it to the stage but i feel like the first time that we ever saw a figure in the world chocolate master it was like wow right and then now as it's been a few competitions that we've been seeing this figure figurine woman type thing appear the more and more you see it and if it's too similar to things in the past it doesn't give that same impact uh i i think that you know when you are competing there's of course high stress you have a million ideas maybe you have a mentor helping you in your display or your your recipes and things like that which is very highly likely you have the support of cocoa berry where you're from of course um but yeah i was i was noticing like in different certain competitors like little bits that were seen already from previous world chocolate master competitions and me and bruno right away noted like ah like not in a bad way. I'm not trying to like speak again. I don't. Tr- I'm not trying to speak bad on anyone. But in essence, like if you're going to this grand stage, like try and do something that hasn't been done before, right? So I don't know to the top of my knowledge if someone has ever sculpted a guy before, a boy or a man. Um, so the competitor from Greece did that. This dreamy, whimsical feature with this man holding the balloon you should definitely go to worldchocolatemasters.com so that you get an actual visual of everything i'm talking about or just check out their instagram just yeah um and then i thought it was interesting that again every competitor took their own unique uh vision for what tomorrow brought so italy the only woman competitor the only female competitor in it definitely went on this whole gen z route And it was interesting to see her use of like QR codes and like just really speaking to that theme, you know, like it was very consistent throughout. Um, And then Japan, I I honestly, I like when you, again, when you watch these types of competitions, you naturally see uh, who you kind of like cheer for, who's your favorite, things like that. I feel like Japan, the, the guy from Japan definitely pushed the boundaries on innovation because he did techniques for ganache that were never done before he did techniques for making his um, dessert that were never seen before and he was definitely trying to like push innovation for tomorrow Um, and I thought in a ways that were very clever maybe pushed it a little too far for some judges taste because I believe some of the feedback was like not everyone agreed with his flavors but again just the 
the unison in how he uh, approached everything that he did. So he focused on delicious and elegant delegates and seeing that throughout his story. And then even like though his showpiece broke, unfortunately, how he still had a, you know, a positive spirit and was able to continue on and still present something. And I don't know. He seems like a nice guy. That's the impression I got. I was watching him. I'm like, that's someone who's really freaking focused and like cool, you know, um, I feel like I'm rambling. But yeah, the World Chocolate Masters is the first competition that Bruno ever saw live in person. It's what inspired him to become a chocolate sculptor or start sculpting. He watched it way back when the theme was Haute Couture and Lanelle Clement from US went there. He got second. I believe Japan went first that year. Um, me, I've always heard about the World Chocolate Masters ever since I became a chocolatier. It's something I definitely hope to attend in the future. It's also not just a competition. They have like, it's a whole salon to chocolate. So like there's many chocolatiers who showcase their things. There's opportunities to buy molds and colors and everything. Uh, one of our former mentees actually attended for a day and I saw her bag full of goodies. I'm like, oh my gosh, that looks so amazing. Uh, yeah, just, it's like, it's like how people get really, uh, crazy about like football or like certain championships. Like the only sport I really care about is basketball, but like World Chocolate Masters was like my championship to watch, you know? Um, yeah. And then I will just say this, like for the ending, when they were announcing the winner, you know, they go in a very, of course, dramatic, like, dun, 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 like all that type of music. And they, of course, they have it planned in their head in an order of who they're going to announce. Right. So Bruno was telling me, he's like, they always save the best for last. I was like, yeah, but is there like a curveball? And like certain people's scores were so close. And I was kind of like, not laughing, but I was like, dang, like that cameraman, like, I mean, it's their job, I guess, but like when certain people were announced, so there's only first, second, and third place available. When certain people were announced and you get knocked off that spot, you know, it's natural, I guess, because they want to see the reaction, but the cameraman would like focus a lot on the competitor who just got knocked out. And in my head, I'm like, that's kind of messed up. Like, you know, let them have their own moment privately. And you could just see like all the, the emotion on the face show which is normal, right? It's a, comp it's a competition in the end. But I would just notice that like that long pause to look at the competitor who, who lost versus the competitor who like went up in the moment, that was kind of like, mm, maybe not necessary. But um, yeah, Chocolate Masters, amazing competition. That's what I wanted to get into. So <clears throat> when you are competing, you know, again, I have never personally competed this is something that Bruno and I have discussed heavily, however, because Bruno did consider before trying out for the World Chocolate Masters, the timing of everything just wasn't right. Uh, we had our daughter who was just shortly born when it was close to like qualifications and everything. Uh, and so, you know, he trained, Bruno trained with the former U.S. American Chocolate Master, Florent, uh, and gave six months of his life basically to help him after his own work and worked late like really really late so and we saw we've seen you know we both have worked with uh certain chefs of like certain calibers where they've done competitions like the mof and american chocolate masters and all these types of things where um it takes a lot of dedication and that's not even like that's 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 a huge understatement because i i really I asked Bruno this when, you know, people are always telling him like, oh, you should go for it. You should go for it and all this and stuff. And then we hear the stories of people who have competed. And I'm not saying that this is 
a stopping but i mean it is a very realistic thing to consider as well like the amount of time the amount of money money especially that you have to invest for these competitions it's like you really have to be good you know where you're at like you really have to be financially secure you really have to have the support of your family because you don't see them a lot you really have to have the support of your work if you are still working um because it it consumes your life right and the prize the prizes are you know of course the title there's a monetary prize if you win first you get a bunch of like different things um and after that obviously if you win the the first place the title of world chocolate master you have more work opportunities afterwards they had filmed the previous world chocolate master elias from switzerland and he was saying how you know for him to grow his company when you mention like oh i'm the world chocolate master naturally more people want to work with you or support you or help you grow um versus before you're just another chocolatier right and he was also saying that he got invited to do more classes all around the world which is awesome so yeah the 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 social output of everything afterwards for the title is great uh but so here's the thing so i always looked at it this way i always talked about it with bruno like this like if you go into a competition and i've had chefs who are like amazing pastry chefs right who never really competed and i would always wonder why and and one of the lead reasons was like if it's going to take more time away from my family and it's just for a title like what's the point kind of thing besides for the ego and you know for the title really um but to each of their own or because you want to be challenged and everything i do think it's a lot harder when you are when you have family and when you have you know more in your life than just your work than just your craft i think it's easier if you're solo or if it's easier if like maybe your family's like your kids are a little bit older and things like that i just think it's naturally easier in that sense but when bruno and i were talking about him possibly competing there was always a discussion of like why do you want to compete like i i always like we always have this kind of narrative like why are we doing the things we're doing and so i would always ask bruno like what is it about it that you want want to compete you know and at the timing like i said for the last qualifications the timing was just not right um i did feel very strongly i said to bruno like well just know like you're never gonna see us like that's just facts like you're not gonna see your family and our daughter was much younger then and to me i was like this is there's other world chocolate master competitions in the future who knows if he'll go but there's other ones in the future but your daughter's only this small once right and so that was kind of a difficult conversation to have because i knew that bruno is also very competitive and he likes this competition type stuff and i know he's very skilled like he could do it for america for sure but again the timing and the the conversation that we were having we're like not now so if he ever decides to go in the future i'm like hell yes go i'm cheering you on i'm gonna be like screaming the loudest uh i definitely think he could do it for sure and i was telling him i was laughing because there was a part of the competition where each competitor had to give a speech right it was like hashtag you like you had a one minute to basically explain your vision and public speaking is not easy right especially in front of a crowd and you're tired and you know maybe you don't remember everything or you, you just get nervous you could tell right like you could tell there's the guy from poland was like it's super enthusiastic had so much energy had so much passion throughout the whole competition right um and then there's some people who weren't prepared and they had to look down at the paper they had to look at their phone or like lose place even when they were looking at their phone and in my head i was telling Bruno, i'm like 
oh my gosh, like you have how much time to prepare for this? Like go in there. It's a minute. I mean, I'm again, I'm not trying to talk, eh, but like it's one minute, guys. It's one minute. Like do a freaking good speech. Make it personal. Don't just do some fluff about the environment, blah, 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 whatever. Like that's typical. Like the whole point, it's hashtag you, like make it about you. So as we were watching these speeches, I was telling Bruno, I'm like, dude, if it was you, like you'd freaking kill it because I'm going to make sure that you freaking kill it, you know? And he was laughing. He's like, yeah, like the speech is like the most important part. I'm like, no, but it helps. Like you're, it's, it's, it's the one time you speak, you know, it's the one time that they see your vision, your voice come to life. So I said, it counts for something. Um, but yeah, and I was telling him, like, obviously, if he ever did go in the future, you know, there's people who hire other, uh, professionals, like previous MOFs or previous chocolate masters to train them. And that's, that's not cheap, you know? Um, that was, that's, that's something you have to, like, also consider and everything. So lots of time, lots of investment, all that type of stuff. And I was just telling Bruno, like, no matter what, if you decide to do in the future or not, whatever, like, I've got your back. Like, Bruno has got my back so many more times um, than I can count that, like, we've been very supportive of each other in that sense that, like, whatever you want to do, like, let's make sure that we can do it together. You know, we can support each other the best way we can to make sure that we get what we want, right? Um, And going back to that theme of, like, why do you want to do what you want to do? I mean, for him, he really, truly loves chocolate. He really, truly is a chocolatier. I'm not trying to, again, talk whatever on anyone, but I mean... There's people who compete because they feel like, you know, they want to be on that stage, so to speak. And then there's people who compete because they really have the love and the vision for what they do. I felt like the Japanese guy was very at the heart of what he of what he did. His theme throughout and how he approached everything was just very true to him. And I really respected him for that. Um, and then there's people who just try to do it they like it but then they're just trying to show the best that they can be and there's nothing wrong with that but I always think that it always goes so much deeper right how much can you push yourself the creativity showcase the chocolate um capabilities and then express that on the stage but you also have to keep in mind like who your jury is and all these things it's a whole it's a whole other thing it's a whole bigger thing right it's no small feat at all I'm not trying to like downplay anyone it's a huge 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 deal like kudos to every single competitor who competed on the world chocolate masters over this weekend in the past like amazing right um but going just back to competition when you are competing okay let's bring it back to like entrepreneurship when you are competing too many people get caught up in thinking about like what other chocolatiers are doing and I always say like you know don't care about what other people are doing like that's their thing there's no need to waste your time on what others are doing there just really isn't you know um even me right now like as a chocolate mentor chocolate coach I know there's a lot of other people who are starting to teach classes starting to teach this or that I'm not doing the same exact things they're doing I'm doing what I feel I want to do and I'm doing what I feel needs to be spoken about in this industry more um, and I'm just keeping my head on that and I'm getting excited about that. Like, don't, don't worry about what anyone else is doing. Just stay true to you. And it's, it's harder to implement that mindset than to do it for sure. But I think that, um, it's part of the security, right? Again, I, I, because I'm like a person who like speaks and everything, like you could see it when people were on the stage, you know, again, 
not everyone is a public speaker. You got one minute. I'm just bringing it back to it. But it's one minute to show you. And you could see the people who were really confident in who they were versus the ones who weren't. Like you could see that clear as night and day. Like that was just obvious, right? Anyways, whew, almost 20 minutes on this podcast. I hope you guys are having a fantastic Friday. If you didn't know, also, if you're new to Chocolate World, you can go on worldchocolatemasters.com. There are some recipes there, I believe, from every single competitor who competed. Uh, definitely be sure to tune in for the next one. That's going to be amazing. And I'd love to know your thoughts. Did you have certain favorites? Did who you think was going to rank ranked? Um, what did you think of the competition, by the way? Did you like the challenges that they were facing? I think these are like all awesome topics to talk about. And yeah, we should talk about them more. Uh, before I go, there is going to be a new Chocolatiers chat. It's going to be happening in mid-November. So just keep a tune. Keep your eyes open for that. Alrighty, have a good day. Ciao. And that's all, folks. By the way, in case we aren't friends yet, let's keep the connection going and get social on the gram. You can always reach out to us at Convenia Chocolate, where we post inspirational, drool-worthy, and informative tips on all things chocolate. And can I just say, thanks for hanging out with me today. If you felt a connection from this podcast or found it helpful, please be sure to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so we can keep spreading the chocolate happiness. Y'all know that that is my life mission. But really though, <laughs> via chocolate making, teaching, and now through sound. Woohoo! Have a beautiful day, and I know it's going to sound cheesy, but it is true. In case you needed a reminder, you are 100% worthy of the life that you dream, chocolate-filled or otherwise. You just have to summon up the courage to pursue it. And then you keep pursuing and grinding and working and loving it until you get there. Okie dokie, catch you on the next one.